Welcome to the Self Love Warrior Podcast. My name's Lisa, and I'm a confidence mentor, neuroscientist, and self love warrior. In this podcast, we bring personal stories, tangible tips, and inspiring interviews to help you build unshakable confidence so you can live a life you're obsessed with. Now, let's get this party started. Hello, and welcome back to the Self Love Warrior Podcast. I am so excited to start diving into how do we actually ditch the mind drama? Because in episode four, I introduced what it is, which if you haven't listened to that episode yet, go back to episode four, where I introduced the mind drama and how and why it's holding you back. But I kind of just talked about it, right? I said, this is the mind drama. This is why and how it's holding us back. But I want to start diving into how do we actually start to ditch that mind drama? How do we start to shift out of that and create more empowering thoughts? Also, this might be part one of two, or it might be part one of 100. I'm not really sure yet. There is a lot that goes into ditching the mind drama and creating empowering thoughts. And what I love about this podcast is that it can always be changing, updating, shifting based on what I'm hearing from you. So if I'm hearing from you that you are loving this sort of content and you want more of like tangible tips of how do I change my mindset, then maybe we will have a lot more episodes like this, but we'll see what you guys are vibing with, right? This is for you, which I also want to thank you for every single download, every single share, every single like on social media, every review. It means so much to me because like I was saying, this podcast was created for you and it's being driven by you, what you want to hear, what questions you want answered. And I seriously mean that, so please don't hesitate to DM me on Instagram to tell me the things you want to hear about, podcast guests that you want on here, because yes, there will be interviews coming. This isn't just a solo show, though. Are you vibing with these like solo short episodes? I would love to hear that. Um, But I'm already working behind the scenes on getting podcast guest hosts in and interviews. So anywho, um, before we get started... I did want to give a disclaimer that I probably should have given in episode four when I started talking about the mind drama. And basically, when I'm talking about the mind drama, I'm talking about negative thoughts and negative self-talk that are limiting you from stepping into your potential and really reaching that next level in your life of building like that self-confidence, that unshakable self-confidence, right? Not the negative thoughts and negative self-talk that are really negatively impacting your life, like making it hard to get out of bed every day or to function in your day-to-day life. If you are really struggling, I want you to reach out to a mental health professional for support. If you listen to episode two, you know that I value mental health matters and truly believe that we need to destigmatize getting help from mental health professionals. And I really just wanted to provide this distinction between the mind drama that I'm talking about that's limiting you from stepping into your potential versus more serious mental health issues that are stopping you from really functioning in your day-to-day life. So it's an important distinction and I say it with so much love. Um, So we talked in episode four about how powerful your thoughts are, right? Our thoughts matter. On average, we have around 6,000 thoughts per day, though that number might change over the years as neuroscience techniques improve, right? But how many of those thoughts you're having are the mind drama type thoughts that we talked about in episode four 
Or are they uplifting you and empowering you to become the the version of you that you want to become? Because as we said, our thoughts impact our lives. And just a reminder of the two main ways that our thoughts, aka our mental soundtrack, or if we're talking about the negative side, the mind drama, how that impacts us. So our thoughts drive our emotions, which drive our actions, which impact our results. Results meaning our happiness, our confidence, our relationships, our bank account. And on the other hand, our thoughts are all that are reinforced turn into beliefs, and our beliefs are the lens through which we see the world, and our beliefs impact our actions, and our actions that we do repeatedly become our habits, and our habits also drive the results that we have in our lives. So basically, our thoughts and our beliefs have created our current reality. So if you're not happy with your current reality, your current results, happiness, confidence, the number in your bank account... To start shifting those things, you have to start with changing your thoughts, and you are capable of changing your thoughts. And that isn't some like fluffy dream world, right? This is a legitimate strategy of changing your thoughts, and it's backed by years and years of evidence, and it's known as thought work. So what I'm going to be introducing today is the idea of thought work. This is one of the key ways that we start ditching that mind drama. When I heard about thought work, The idea legitimately blew my mind when I heard it, right? And people usually respond to this idea in one of three ways. The first one being, okay, I roll, good for you, that will never work for me, this is how I've always been, this is how I always will be, which as I said, this isn't true, right? This isn't some fluffy dream idea, this is evidence-backed based on psychological principles of how your mind works, So if you fall into that camp of like, good for you, that'll never work for me, I'm not even diving into thought work, what I want to remind you is that you need to start cultivating this growth mindset first before you can really dive into any of this deeper work. You have to believe that you are capable of change, that you are worthy of change. So that would be the route that I would go with somebody who came to me as a client and was like, I have no interest in thought work. Um, This is how I've always been. This is how I will always be. Well, first, we need to start generating some thoughts about how you are capable of change. So the second way that people can respond to thought work, the idea of thought work, is like, I am shooketh. This is incredible. Cure me now, right? Fix me now. And this comes with almost a sense of impatience, like they're not ready to really practice thought work, which I'll talk a little bit about. It's really a practice. It's a strategy that you need to implement. They just kind of want to snap their fingers and fix everything, which isn't realistic when it comes to thought work. So that's the second way people can respond. And the third way that people can respond is like, I am shooketh and run with it. And that's how I responded to the idea of thought work. I was like, okay, I'm doing this. I am implementing thought work. I am practicing this. Like without thought work, like real talk without thought work, I would not have my current business. I would not have my current job. I would not be speaking to you on this podcast. Thought work has majorly impacted my life, which is why I want to introduce it to you, right? And if you've already heard of the idea of thought work, this isn't you know new to you. I do want to explain, I hope that you'll stay on for the podcast, right? There's some things that I hope you'll be able to pull out from this episode that maybe are perspectives you haven't heard before. And also, 
it's just a good reminder, right? It's a reminder of the power of our thoughts. And if you've never heard of thought work before, I hope you're coming in with an open mind ready to learn. Because although on this episode, I'm going to give you kind of this intro to thought work, a lot of future episodes will be dependent on the idea of thought work, right? Because if you don't believe that you can change your thoughts, then when it comes to the idea of building confidence and building self-love, that's never going to seem realistic because so much of that is driven by your thoughts and your beliefs about yourself. I want to share three key mistakes that people make when they first start off with thought work. The first one is they start doing thought work, they do it maybe once or twice, a few times, and think that the work is over with. Just like how you have to work out consistently and, I don't know, drink water like every single day. (laughs) You have to practice your thought work consistently as well. And some of these thoughts are going to take longer to change. So think of it almost like if you are on a fitness journey, if you've ever been on a fitness journey, when you started off, depending on the level that you are starting with, some things were easier to get started with. Some habits were easier to change. Some things were harder to change. And it's kind of the same with thought work, right? If you've thought negatively about your body for your entire life, that's like, I don't know, hundreds of thousands of times you've thought negatively about your body. You can't snap your fingers and and just automatically change that, right? Changing that thought, making progress on thought work around your body might take you a bit longer because you've had kind of this negative compound effect of so many negative thoughts over the years. And that brings me to mistake number two, which is people start off too positive with their thought work. They try to go from, I hate my body to, I love my body. And this just isn't realistic. When we're talking about shifting negative thoughts, doing thought work on negative thoughts, We want to shift more towards neutrality. So neutral thoughts, not necessarily positive to start. More like maybe I accept my body than I love my body. And this idea of starting off too positive and moving more towards neutrality is actually something I cover in my Positive Affirmations Masterclass where I talk about how to start implementing this shift towards neutrality into your positive affirmations. And the third mistake that people make when they start with thought work is that changing your mindset and building confidence isn't just about thought work, right? So some people go into this and think like thought work is going to be the thing that just, this is all I have to do. This is the only strategy I have to implement if I want to build confidence and change my mindset. And yes, thought work is a really important tool. And like I said, there are a lot of things like I wouldn't be on this podcast right now if it wasn't for thought work, but thought work is only one tool. A very important tool. I use it for coaching all of my clients, but it is just one tool. To really start changing your results, aka like your happiness, your bank account, your relationship with your body, you'll also have to develop other skills, like for instance, emotional intelligence, which reminds me that a lot of proponents of thought work say that every situation in life is neutral and that, right, because we have you know, a situation in life that triggers our thoughts, that triggers our emotions, that leads to our actions, that leads to our results in life. So a lot of proponents 
of thought work say that every situation in life is neutral and that our thoughts and emotions driven by that situation are what creates a positive or negative balance. So like a positive or negative emotion or positive or negative uh, action, a positive or negative result, which I agree with to an extent. Like for instance, if you lose your job, you can either have the thought that like, this is horrible, my life is over with, this is completely devastating, and that can lead you to have a lot of negative feelings and potentially stay stuck unemployed for a long time or just in a really negative mindset, right? Or you can lose your job and think, wow, this is an incredible opportunity. I wasn't even happy at this job anyways. Like, I now have all of these, this potential to do something new, or maybe I want to start my own business or whatever, and that can lead to more positive emotions, more positive actions, more positive results, right? So it's the same situation, but different reactions to that situation. But I do want to make the distinction that I disagree with anyone who says that every single situation in life is neutral. Maybe like 95%. You might be able to push me to 99%. I'm not really sure. But there are experiences in life, specifically traumatic experiences, that are not neutral. And trying to reframe them or thought work them into something neutral or positive just kind of reeks of toxic positivity to me. Because thought work alone is not trauma-informed. So if you are struggling with coping with a traumatic experience... I want you to seek help from a mental health professional who is trauma-informed. So they're not just going to try to reframe you, uh, thought work you into something positive or neutral when it comes to that coping and healing from that traumatic experience. Okay, had to give that disclaimer as well because I think it's really an important distinction. But if you're like, at this point, you're like, okay, Lisa, you sold me. Thought work is important. What is it? How do I get started? Like, let's go. The first step, the foundational step to thought work is self-awareness. Self-awareness without judgment, without being hypercritical, without being like your worst critic, right? Most of us live our lives on autopilot. We are like, go, 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 fast-paced society. We're not prioritizing our mindset. We're not prioritizing our health. We barely check in with ourselves throughout the day. Like we're more likely to be numbing our minds with social media or Netflix or food or whatever, right? We're not necessarily checking in with ourselves. And so you have to start building in this self-awareness of becoming aware of your thoughts, your negative thoughts, and your limiting beliefs by becoming an observer of your own thoughts. And being an observer, right, without judgment, without being critical, so more of a sense of curiosity and compassion to really start seeing the patterns. And let me tell you, self-awareness is underrated. I don't know, maybe under-talked about. Self-awareness is so, so critical to start making any sort of change. I like to think of it as becoming like your own detective of your own mind. Like, oh, isn't that super interesting that this thought popped up at this time? Like, oh, I wonder where that came from, right? So starting to just become more aware of the thoughts that you're having in sort of a curiosity, compassionate way. Like, huh, that's super interesting. Not necessarily judging yourself, definitely not shaming yourself for those thoughts. 
Okay, and that is part one of how do you start ditching the mind drama. We talked about the idea of thought work, the three mistakes that people make when it comes to starting thought work, and that building your self-awareness is foundational to starting to implement thought work. You are capable of incredible things, and it's about darn time that you saw it and started going after it. I love you. I appreciate you. See you next time.